0: welcome back another day another vlog um interesting one today sort of going to a bit of new territory for myself yeah extended shifts weird one funny though uh yeah talked to someone last night uh in a mining company and uh they're gonna do the same thing and their company isn't gonna pay them their normal wage They're going to just pay them base rate and a little bit of a bonus on top of that. So instead of getting their full wage plus a bonus for staying and helping their company, my old mate that I talked to last night is going to get shafted and they're only going to get like 10 15% extra to help out this multi billion dollar company. How good is that? COVID, uh, I I think that the lesson from that is I guess. in times of crisis and need, uh, people and companies tend to uh, go back to their, their basics, their basic instincts, their basic things. And, uh, some people get insecure and, and, and lock up and get frustrated and there's all different ways of coping mechanisms, but, uh, companies tend to, uh, not really give a shit and, uh. Like you'll see, you'll hear of good companies that actually look after their people and appreciate people helping them out. Um, mining doesn't seems to be that way. Pretty much, it. Uh, from what I've heard last night from a friend, uh, yeah, it's uh, not good, not good at all. So yeah, it's a bit disappointing when all these, especially mining companies, are making billions of dollars a year or even a month at the moment. Uh, from ever since COVID started very weird that you think that they'd uh, stab their own employees in the back and do that. So yeah, not good to hear that happening over there. Can't say where he is. Um, <laughs> Don't want to get him into trouble, but um, because you say anything, you will get absolutely backstabbed. Oh yeah, I've known that many a time myself. Personal experience, so yeah, I'll leave it at that. But yeah, just a good learning lesson. I guess it's, it's hard in these lockdowns and all this crazy stuff that everyone in the world is going through, that it's uh, sort of people sort of with, some people get nasty, some people sort of, it's a great thing. They'll come out and become really helpful. They'll realize that, you know, it's not all about money and and power. It's, you know, it's about your family and friends and that's what it's all about. If you If the only thing that gets you through the day is knowing that you're richer than someone else, then, uh, yeah, you're going to be a pretty lonely person. Even if you've got people with you, uh, it's going to be a meaningless relationship anyway because you obviously don't care. It's, it's, Family is important. Friends are important. I've been very lucky in my life. I have some of the best friends I can imagine. And not one or two or three. I've got people I consider in the multiple teens that I would trust my life with And I've been very lucky in that, and I think a lot of that comes through sport and obviously my family, which is we've always been close. But um, in sport as well, I've got people I consider brothers to me. Uh, Their family is my family, uh, and I'm sure... I I think sport, that's the best part about sport as well. You, You get that camaraderie and you get to learn that when you're down... That there's always someone there for you especially in these times that's that's sort of a really good habit and i sort of something i hope jack once he grows up he'll he'll play play a sport of whatever kind i'd love to him play baseball but if he doesn't as long as he plays something and he gets to i guess have that those friendships and relationships with people and to know that it's not all about money that money comes and goes i've seen it come and go i've seen rich people get become poor people Uh, I've seen companies go under and go. We've all seen many, many, many companies go under and go bankrupt. And if you look at the phone industry and tech industry, which we talk about regularly, uh, to know that companies come and go. Olympus got sold off. Nikon's not far off from that. There's many, many, many spaces that we can recollect in the last few years, let alone the last 20, 30 years where companies have done the wrong thing, they have looked up, they've made wrong decisions, and they've ended up just disappearing into the abyss. Especially tech. Tech's important. So look, it's um stay strong. It's, it's a tough time for everyone here in Australia. And uh every pretty much the whole country's gone back into lockdown. Um, so hopefully in a week's time after all this it'll settle down a bit. We'll get back to where we were I guess before that last week happened and sort of get back to I guess, normal lives and get to go and see our families and friends again, and that's what it's all about. Don't worry about work, business, all that. You can start that again. You can build another business. You can get money if you need it. That's all zeros and ones in the computer now. Money doesn't really exist. So that's nothing to really worry about. So, yeah, I hope that sort of made some sort of a point. But, yeah, it's a little bit interesting to talk to someone about that and to sort of have that conversation. It's like, not good. Not good. Now, some positive stuff. Uh, Well, I think for one of those companies we talked about, Nikon. um, Let me just get my notes up. Uh, Nikon came out with a new camera last night, and it's a little bit different. And from the people talking about it on YouTube, it uh, got to say it was probably all about the same opinion. Like it was a bit of a meh. You know, the old meh, that was a few popular couple of years, meh. Well, it was definitely a meh, sort of a, like, oh yeah, okay. Now it's the F Nikon Z-F6, and it's a retro styled APS-C camera, which is a little bit crazy, um, I think, an APS-C. Basically, the short version, it's a internals, all the internals, pretty much sensor, everything, of the Z-50 in a retro body. Now, uh, it's not a fully solid steel with a lever wrap like the old proper reg- uh, retro ones. Uh, it's a plastic lookalike of the lever finish, sort of a move, uh, with all the dials, basically. It's, it's, got a, it's a retro theme, it's not a retro style, it's a retro themed camera with a Z50 internals. That's basically it. Now the Z50 is about 800 bucks American, uh, this model, you're going to pay an extra 100 odd dollars us just so you've got retro uh, i don't know don't know now aps-c i don't really know the video specs there's not many video specs out there it's got it'll do four 4k at 30 it'll do 1080 at uh, 120 so it's like it's okay the z50 actually autofocus wise um did look at a chat with Jared Poland. He talked about the camera and he actually said the Z50 out of the whole Nikon range, that was actually the best autofocus. So at least you've got that going for you. Uh, you've probably got the best autofocus camera. That's including the new Z2s for the 7 and 6, the, both those two second series. It's still not as good as the Z50. So you at least you're getting, I guess, the best of Nikon. You're not getting a big sensor. Uh, it's not going to be able to do amazing low light. It'll do up to, I think, 50,000, and then you can push it, expand it out to 200,000. But it's an APS-C sensor, so it's it's definitely not going to be as good as a full-size sensor in that regards. It's a travel camera. It's a talking point. It's six or seven different colours, so it's more of a fashion item. And I think it's going to be more for hipsters, as I said to the boys in InGAF. It's a hipster's... A, Hipster doctor that's going on a holiday to nowhere because the whole world's locked down. <laughs> so they couldn't have released a travel camera at a worse time. Now, this is for a company that's really, really struggling. Uh, Nikon has had not had the last, the last couple of years have been really bad for them. Their premium uh, pro camera, the Z9, has just not turned up. It's been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and still nothing. So they don't have anything to, I guess, to bolster their lineup. As a, a, to say, we're here, we get a, we got a premium mirrorless camera, we're, we're still in the game. They don't have anything there. Their autofocus is renowned as ter- average. Average, I'd say, not terrible, but average. Uh, definitely Canon and Sony, the only two that can autofocus. The best IBIS is Olympus and weatherproof is is Olympus because it actually has a rating. Canon and everyone else doesn't have a rating. They just go, it's weatherproof because uh, then they don't have to pay warranty if it is. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit, little bit disappointing and a little bit weird, I guess. If the world gets out of lockdown and everyone can travel again, yeah, this would be a nice little camera and they'd probably sell a few units. I can't see them selling too much except for people that want to show off just the camera, having, oh, I've got a retro style camera, check that out, oh, that's cool. That'll grow old pretty shortly and you'll just be stuck with a old looking camera worth more money than the uh, Z50, which is actually, they're probably their best camera at the moment. So for overall sort of thing. So a little bit different. Uh, look, it does look good. There's nothing wrong with retro, retro style cameras. Um, 40 years ago, I. Guess I was using a retro camera. It wasn't retro, then it was the latest one. <laughs> so it's sort of a little interesting to see that everyone now going back to that, I guess it just shows I'm getting old and yeah, that's life, isn't it? What do you do? Now, um, Canon, the, well, we were hoping for the R3. That didn't happen. Um, we did get the 14 to 35 though. The 14 to 35 released uh, worldwide last night and well, Fantastic. We knew all the lens. We the last two days I've put that up on the vlog and so we knew all the specs and it's pretty much all there, nine aperture blades, point 0.2 focusing, all that. It's it's a good it's a beautiful lens. What we were hoping was it was gonna be around that twelve to thirteen hundred dollar US mark, which it wasn't. They put it straight up to seventeen hundred dollars and uh, yeah, so that's about twenty three hundred bucks Australian, depending on taxes, so maybe we might get it at 2,500. So it's definitely L series out of, so just blows everyone out of the water for cost. That's an F4, so it's by, I guess there's 70 to 200s in the same price range, it's 2,400 or something here. Um, So I guess that's, I guess it's fair enough, but there's just no lenses. I looked on, I went to one of the shops, for RF mount, there's literally three lenses. That's gone flat. My bad. I should have charged that. There's literally three lenses that are under a thousand dollars for the RF mount that's a uh, 35, the 50, and the 24 to 105, which I'm using now. Uh, That, and I've got an RP, so I'm in the budget range. I've got the RP. Uh, There's literally no lenses to buy for this system that are budget conscious or affordable for. People like me, little creators or people who wanna go and take photos, that they can't afford. If you buy an RP, you can't afford a $3,000 lens Canon. It's just insane. You need, they need to, as much as they got some fantastic glass, they need some affordable lenses in all sorts of different sizes. They need some three, at least three zooms. They need a wide angle zoom. Uh, They need some wide angle, just base primes in an affordable glass. Otherwise, because no none of the other third parties are making lenses for your kids. There's literally minimal that you can buy. It's, uh, it's really disappointing. And so what we're gonna do is go and buy EF glass and put it on an adapter and it's nowhere, it doesn't show off your mount, it, it's slow. You can hear it. The noisy. Uh, it just doesn't take advantage of that R uh, camera. So it's a little bit disappointing, I think. If had it been 12 or 13, that brings it under two grand. That that's a great lens that everyone could use and go out for smaller creators. It's under the 2000 mark. A lot of us can't claim it on tax. So oh, yeah, look. I understand. Look, it's got image stabilization compared to the Sony's and the others. Canon rumors did talk about that. The other two lens offerings from other manufacturers actually in the same price, but they don't have IBIS. Um, So look, I understand it, it's probably is okay value, but there's just no options for the RF mount. And like, we're not hearing of anything. We're hearing about all this amazing pro glass, pro cameras coming, but there's nothing for us. And if they say, oh, we're gonna bring out epoxy APS-C, i'm out like it's just it's just crazy man you you're better off going and going to sony because you've got 30 different options for lenses you can you're going to go to something you can afford and get something decent for your money so like it's sony like has that part down they've shared their mount they're like can, you can get glass from anywhere and like canon just whatever reason i don't know what they're thinking but they just will not they're not helping themselves by not having options for lenses. It's really disappointing. So anyway, that's that. It is out, It's a, I'm sure it's gonna be a fantastic lens. It's just, I guess, if it's in your budget and it's just, it's not a an affordable budget item, I think. And they need some affordable. I was hoping it was gonna be at least under two grand. It's obviously not. Uh, I, it, just with conversion, it's 23. I wouldn't be surprised if in the shops here at least 2,500 or more depending and then they'll maybe put some sales on to get to actually sell some units at maybe 10 20 off or something for christmas but uh yeah anyway it should be out in august and uh look if you can afford one let me know and you do get it i'd love to know how good it is i'm sure we're going to see all the reviews in the next few days uh, now it's been released i'm sure there's canon guys out there that are going to tell us how amazing it is and you should go out and buy it, and and you know sell your kidney there so you can afford it. And then while you're there, sell your other kidney so you can pay put a payment on the R3 that we still don't know about. So we'll hopefully that week, this week, we should hear something about that. So who knows? Now, um, last but not least, VW. Very interesting. They have come out and announced big announcement that they are going to make. No, they will no longer make. Uh, internal combustion engines for the European market by 2035. So 2035, VW will stop making internal combustion engines and pretty much closely follow behind that in maybe 2036, 2037 at the latest, they'll be, they basically won't be selling any internal combustion engines worldwide. Now this, under Tesla, Tesla's obviously now the biggest car maker on the planet, But VW was probably the second with their footprint. Um, And look, that's a big deal. Australia, I just can't see, if you live in Australia, you really can't see how we're going to, that's only like 14 years away. Was it 14, 21? Yeah, 14 years. We've got to somehow get infrastructure in place, uh, work out how anyone's going to be able to afford one of these electric cars other than one of the crappy ones. And uh, yeah, it's got, we've got a long, steep hill to climb to uh, electric land. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be tricky. Uh, our politicians can't even get a vaccine out. I'm not sure how they're gonna work out how to fix this little issue because it's fantastic to say, look, we don't care. We, our, we can push back our, you know, our fossil fuel rates and all that, but there's literally gonna be no cars for anyone to buy. No cars for businesses to buy. Now, they turn them over every three years with their tax incentive for tax reasons and stuff like that. People turn over the cars. Government agency turn those cars. What are they going to do? Are they just going to go and buy cheap, crappy electric cars because they can't afford to buy real ones or there's just no options or, yeah, it's, it's or is that means our taxes are going to go up just so the government can buy these expensive cars because they've put massive taxes on them yeah it's a little bit weird but i think more so uh, the car issue is a big issue but i think the infrastructure uh we've got a big continent it's a lot of land there's a lot of roads that aren't in cities long highways uh superchargers you're gonna need superchargers you're gonna need all the different brand name superchargers so how they're gonna do that it's gonna be a little tricky if someone can work it out uh I think the government needs to contact that person because uh, they're going to need all the help because they've literally completely stuffed up the vaccine for COVID-19. It's just been a total utter abortion and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if at the last hour on the last day of this swap over when there's no more cars being made, Australia's going to go, oh, yeah, we'll change. Uh, I think we might uh, think about electrics now. Eh? What, should we put an infrastructure? In? Oh, yeah, let's put that in the budget. <laughs> but that's about it. Um, yeah, shift change for, oh, no, no, no more shift change, no more going home. I'm working for the next few nights until uh, well, until these guys can leave and then I can knock off and have a few days and sleeping. But, uh, yeah, just keep plugging away and uh, what do you do? Uh, hope you're all well. Stay safe. Stay Sound of mine. Yeah, watch a movie, chill out, ring a friend uh, if you haven't talked to someone for a while, catch up. Uh, that's always good. That always makes you feel better. I found. Whenever I get a little bit like I need to talk, I just ring one of my mates, have a bit of a chin wag, talk some, shoot the shit, as they say, and uh, yeah, switch yourself off from all the bad things and talk about the good times and you all that sort of stuff. That's always good. I find. There you go. Maybe I should be a psychiatrist. <laughs> Radio, we'll be going this way, that way, I'll see you tomorrow. Peace. <laughs>